Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tian Tian. Now, this conversation is set to pique your interest if you're a grocery shopper or a foodie. Now, on that note, have you ever read the back of a food label packaging and wonder what exactly is this ingredient called the chicken extract that is packed with umami flavor? Or have you opened a bag of barbecue flavored chips and wonder what's behind that rich and smoky flavor? Or perhaps what are milk proteins and milk protein concentrates and how do they make food and drinks we consume more nutritious? Well, I'm bringing this up because our guest for today is behind all the products I mentioned earlier. With over five decades of history, Carry Taste and Nutrition is an Ireland-headquartered food company offering solutions for some of the world's best-known FMCG and pharmaceutical brands. It currently has over 22,000 employees, over 150 innovation and manufacturing centres in over 30 countries. The question is, what is the role of Carrie's presence in Singapore and its wider portfolio? Now, meanwhile, Carrie Taste and Nutrition recently reported its half-year results, where both sales volumes and pricing went up at the same time. How is this achieved given how its clients or FMCG players are struggling with balancing price increases and demand amid high inflation? Well, for more, let's speak to John Cahelen, President and CEO for Carry Taste and Nutrition, Asia Pacific, Middle East and Africa. John, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, everybody, and uh, thank you for having me. Great to have you on. And we've briefly talked about how Carrie is this uh, Ireland headquartered food company offering taste and nutrition solutions uh, like protein fortification for some of the world's largest FMB firms. But we want to hear from you. How would you describe your value proposition and business model? So Kerry started um, as a dairy cooperative back in 1972. So last year we celebrated our 50th anniversary and you know, we've evolved multiple times um, since 1972. And today, you know, if I had to describe Kerry and the value proposition, I would say it's about partnering with our customers to create healthier, tastier, more sustainable food for consumers so that they can eat, live and feel better. And, you know, 50 years on, um, you know, now we're one of the leading um, global um, taste and nutrition companies um, into the food and beverage industry um, across the world. Well, let's take a look at your product offerings then, uh, John. I understand Kerry produces taste ingredients such as flavor extracts. You have nutrition ingredients such as enzymes and even beverage solutions such as powders, creamers and liquid concentrates. Uh, which is the most important product vertical for the firm though? Look, Kerry has over 18,000 products. Um you know, and we work across different verticals. Probably the best way to describe it is when it all comes together under sustainable nutrition. And, you know, best way maybe to describe, describe our sustainable nutrition um, portfolio is developing when, with customers um, positive and balanced nutrition. And you're bringing that to consumers um, ac- across the world, but created in a way that maintains good health for the consumer, but also does not compromise the ability of future generations to meet um, the future needs from a planet point of view. And, you know, we have four platforms um, that that we run our business. The first one is authentic local taste. And if the product does not taste good, um, the consumer will not come back and buy that product again. So getting that local authentic taste um, 
at, at the right level is, is critical. Second, um, plant-based. Thirdly, um, food waste and preservation and try extending um, both shelf life, but also protecting the food to be safer, especially where um, in, in some of the countries around Southeast Asia, your storage um, is, isn't at, at, at the same as maybe um, US or some of the developed markets. And finally, um, our health and biopharma. So, you know, we have a number of um, those platforms that we bring together and probably, you know, when Kerry's at its best and we're working with and partnering with customers, it's all about integrating these solutions and utilizing the broad portfolio we have and our R&D expertise to help improve our customers' products. Hmm. I know you mentioned about sustainable nutrition, among others, and you brought about some uh, different verticals. But if we were to look at the dollars and cents, John, uh, which would be the most uh, important vertical that contributes to your top and bottom lines, if I may ask? Yeah, look, our most important um, vertical would be our taste business. And your know, taste is centered to everything we do. And you know, we work um, in both the retail channel, but also the food service channel. And, you know, we, we get to work with a lot of the global food service chains as well as the regional chains. And we get to take a lot of the learnings um, and a lot of the trends that happen much quicker um, from the food service channel and back into the retail um, sector. Um, but, you know, t- taste and um, you know, we've made some major investments over the past number of years around um, taste um, across our Southeast Asia and our Apnea business. Hmm. And let's take a look at your Admir business and your global footprint, because I believe Kerry has over 22,000 staff, over 150 innovation and manufacturing centers across 30 countries. So what is the role of the various markets you are in within Admir and what is the role of Singapore in this regard? Look, maybe starting with Singapore, um, you know, we have a regional hub for research and development. I'm sitting in Singapore and also um, the majority of our general management um, are based out of Singapore. So it's a really important um, hub for us across the apnea business. Um, but if we look across um, you know, the whole apnea, we have about 30 plus um, research um, and application centers um, across the region. So they work together with the Singapore um, center in bringing innovation to their local markets. But the majority of our businesses um, are run at a country level. So whether it's Thailand, whether it's Indonesia, whether it's the Philippines, you know, we have a, a local manufacturing um, footprint within that country to produce um, taste and nutrition solutions for the local market because the taste profiles are very different um, country by country. And, um, you know, to deliver for that local consumer, but ma- utilizing the the research and development out of Singapore and our, our global centre back in um, Europe, in Ireland. Mm. Let's very quickly take a look at your customer base, John. I believe Carrie serves major FMCG players such as Nestle. Are they the stable consumers of Carrie solutions? Because I know you're also working, uh, going retail as well, as you mentioned. Tell us a little bit more about that. Look, we work, work across um, both the food service and the retail sec- sector. So we work with um, all the way from local independent um, stores um, in the food service channel up to, to global um, QSRs. And then on the retail side, you know, we work with, with local customers across Southeast Asia, across Apnea. 
we work with regional customers and we work with global customers. So we have a very diverse um, range of customers um, that we partner with. And, you know, we, we, we work with them on, you know, cr cr creating a world, um, as we like to call, to call it, of, of sustainable nutrition solutions. And, um, you know, depending on uh, the opportunity um, for that customer to grow their business, um, you know, we partner with them. And I do want to take a look at the wider business environment, John, because Kerry uh, Taste and Nutrition recently reported half-year results. Group revenue went up by 5.1% organically. And if we break that down, pricing went up by 4.5%. Group volumes also went up versus the previous half-year. The question is, how do you manage to raise prices and volumes at the same time, at a time of high inflation? Look, in inflation over the past two years, um, you know, has been a major challenge um, for the, for customers, but also for the consumer. And I think the reality is that at the end of the week, um, our consumers um, have, have less money in their pocket. And as a result, they have to make choices. And what we've seen is that many, many consumers are actually trading down and buying a you know, less premium brand um, or buying less of the product. So, yeah, that's the key challenge. But I suppose working with our with our customers, you know, we we ha we work with them on a, on a partnership, uh, in in terms of um, working on the inflation, and um, you know, there's inflation on on labor, there's inflation on energy, there's inflation on raw materials, and what we found is a partnership approach with our customers, um, working through and making decisions, um, whether it's hedging, um, you know, and um, you know, how how we work through that. But it has been a very challenging um, environment um, over the past two years, especially when you take into account some of the supply issues as well, um, going back, you know, post-COVID. And talk about challenges, John. FMCG companies, as you mentioned as well, and we do see that in some of the earning calls, they seem to be facing this challenge of balancing price increases and maintaining volumes during this period of high inflation. Has that filtered through to demand for your products though? And how does that differ based on different geographical markets? Yeah, look, it's 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 very hard to to do it at a global level or an apnea level because market by market is very different. Um, you know, we, we'd see the Middle East um, has been booming over the past uh, number of years. Um, China, you know, is going through um, a lot of challenges at the moment in terms of demand. So Market by market's very different, but um, and then depending on the product type, you know, there's different formulations, so the impact is different. But what we find is um, partnering with our customers and looking at those challenges that they have, and you know, many of them are complex, but um, partnering with them um, to come up with a solution. And you know, we always find um, when we do partner together, there there is solutions out there um, in in terms of bringing products to market that taste good, that, you know, that are more nutritious and um, can, can be produced in a sustainable way. Mm, I guess it's about producing products that are more demand inelastic and also um, lowering the costs of production here and there uh, to help each other out. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with John Cahalan, President and CEO for Cary Asia Pacific Middle East and Africa. And meanwhile, um, John, let's wrap up the conversation by looking at some developments surrounding Kerry. Um, Kerry recently acquired Chinese flavoring company um, Greatang Orchard Food for an initial consideration of 720 million yuan. And this is said to be a move to boost Kerry's positioning in the country. 
question is, how do you intend to integrate the target company and to what extent is this acquisition in line with your growth strategy for Asia? Yeah, maybe taking second question first. Um, look, authentic local taste is the center of Kerry's strategy globally um, and across the Apnea region. And you know, the Great Tang acquisition in um, China, it allows us um, access to the local hot pot um, food service channel, which has been a booming market. Um, you know, and we think we can take those learnings not only in China, but ac across the region in terms of that local authentic taste. Um, so it also strengthens our taste ca capability to be able to bring local flavors, um, you know, to, to the region. Um, and, you know, it, it's central to our strategy, both for China as well as across um, Apnea. And look, the other investment that we've recently made um, is actually closer to Singapore here. Um, we, in June, um, we opened um, a, in Kahawang, Indonesia, um, a taste facility, which it would allow us to produce locally um, for the Southeast Asia market, um, authentic local taste solutions, um, where we can bring to market much quicker and hopefully, um, you know, bring a lot more innovation to the market here across Southeast Asia. So you're going back to taste being central to our strategy and um, we are investing within the region and, um, you know, authentic local taste is, is key. Hmm. I know we mentioned taste several times already in this conversation, but if we take us back all the way to the start of this interview, right? You mentioned that Kerry or Kerry Taste and Nutrition rather started out as a dairy co-op, if I'm not wrong. So fast forward to today, a report by the Irish Times suggested that Kerry might be moving away from its dairy business. Your thoughts on that as far as Apnea is concerned? Look, our, our dairy heritage is, is key to our business in Apnea. Um, you know, both dairy taste as well as dairy functionality and it's central to our strategy. And, you know, we've recently invested in a, in a company in, um, in Malaysia and we've um, expanded that capacity in order to um, increase capacity for the market here in Southeast Asia around dairy taste. And it, it, it puts us in a great position um, to serve our customers um, more efficiently as well as transfer some production that had been produced in um, Europe and US into um, Southeast Asia, so to be able to service the customers quicker. So I'm very excited about dairy and it's central to our strategy across um, the Apnea region. Hmm. And before we let you go, John, what are some future plans for Carry Group for the rest of this year? What can we expect in Asia Pacific and more specifically within Singapore? Look, going back to our, our, our vision in terms of partnering with our customers to create a world of sustainable nutrition. That's the central theme in terms of what we wake up in the morning. And we have the goal of reaching 2 billion consumers around the world um, with our sustainable taste and nutrition solutions. So we're, we're going to continue to invest um, to enable that strategy. And um, you're hitting a reach of over 2 billion uh, consumers by 2030. Wow, exciting and huge numbers as well. Thanks a lot, John. That was John Cahalan, President and CEO for Carry Taste and Nutrition Asia Pacific, Middle East and Africa. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.